0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Brenda Allen Klein about her wedding at the Swan and Dolphin. Brenda was able to customize the basic package a lot with a lot of unusual and unique elements, and I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how everything turned out. So welcome, Brenda. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided you wanted to be married at the Swan and Dolphin. So I guess it goes way back. I stumbled upon Disbride Group on
1: Facebook, and that was what first introduced me to really weddings and Disney. I really even, being a Disney Vacation Club member, I never really saw that part of it. So I saw this pop up on my feed. I clicked on it. I joined, and it just opened the whole world up to me, and I'm really thankful for that because it made a huge difference.
0: That's fantastic. And were you looking at a Disney's fairy tale wedding originally or did you always know you wanted the Swan and Dolphin?
1: I was originally looking at the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings and I am such a planner and I got engaged in February 2016 and we knew we wanted a December 6, thousand seventeen wedding. And with Disney Fairy Tale Weddings at the time, you couldn't really talk to anyone yet. You couldn't really Plan anything. They have the things online that you could kind of get estimates and stuff, but you couldn't yeah. reserve it until nine months out at that point. And that was just too close for me. I'm like, how can I invite all these people from all over the place to come, in, but I have to wait till nine months out. So it was kind of stressing me out a little bit. So on the DizBrite site, we talk about other things as well, and the Swan and Dolphin came up. So I started looking at the Swan and Dolphin, And the more I looked at it, the more I thought it would be a good fit for me.
0: That's great. So how many guests did you invite to your wedding and how many were able to make the trip?
1: It was originally going to be a very, very small wedding. We invited 15 people total and nine people came.
0: Now, which ceremony and reception venues did you choose at the Swan and Dolphin?
1: We originally, from the websites, we chose the West Terrace for the wedding. But after we had booked it, we actually flew down to Florida and at the one-year mark, just kind of get the lay of the land and see what kind of the the weather would be like possibly in December and what we had to kind of look forward to. And we did our own cake tasting and we did stuff like that to look around. And when we got to the Swan and Dolphin and, and walked around, we do like the West Terrace. We love the Swan Fountain that's in there. But when I walked down to the Crescent Terrace, I was like, this is it. This is just a perfect place to get married. And so we were actually lucky that we were able to switch it over to the Crescent Terrace from the West Terrace. And it was really easy to do. No problems.
0: That's fantastic. Did you do any kind of reception at the Swan or go to a restaurant reservation afterwards? We went and
1: had lunch at the Garden Grove, which is there at the Swan, and they actually made a menu for me, and it was really nice. We talked to their catering manager, I guess, and she came up with a lunch menu, and one, we have two people that were vegan, and so there was a separate menu for them, and my guests could choose from four different items. And it was actually really nice. And it was really a great price because it was $25 a person. And we had basically the place, you know, to ourselves at lunch. It was, it was really nice. It was quiet. And I don't know, it's really hard finding lunch places. At least I had a hard time finding lunch places around uh, Disney World to kind of have some place to go. We didn't have a true reception. We had lunch because our big thing was we bought everyone as part of their kind of gift bag. Um, Park tickets. So we went to Magic Kingdom after lunch, and that was kind of our kind of reception there.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah, it can be tricky. And I remember when I was first planning, we were thinking about escape, and we ran into the same thing. It was like none of the restaurants were open at lunchtime. So that's great that you were able to find a way to do that with a regular restaurant and not have to have a private catered event somewhere.
1: I did look into uh, Disney. Disney does uh, private catered events, and it was going to be a little more difficult because of timing and changing your attire. So it was, it, it really worked out really well. Everyone loved the food. It was, it was really a nice, it was a nice lunch to have after after the wedding and before you go to the park.
0: That's great. Now, did you plan your event through Just Mary? So I did plan it
1: through Just Mary in in a way. I hired the uh, coach. I had a, I call it a Cinderella coach. It is a flowered coach that is by Orlando Carriage. And they come out and you have it, you get to run it for two hours. So it was really fun. I knew that I wanted to have that coach as soon as I saw it. So I called them and I made arrangements for that and had that secured. And especially when when I saw Crescent Terrace, I thought, how perfect is that to to enter in the carriage, and then the carriage was able to stay there throughout the whole ceremony, and then we were able to exit with the carriage as well.
0: Wow, that's great. And did you have to get any kind of permission for them to drive the carriage on the property of the Swan and Dolphin?
1: I did, and I think that students from just
0: here to take care of that, just
1: to make sure that that was okay with them beforehand. The other thing when I was looking at getting married in Orlando, to me the the big thing was having Mickey and Minnie at the wedding. And so as soon as I found out that you could have them at the Swan, I was I was just over the moon. I was very excited about that. So that's that was when I pretty much was like, This is this is it, this is where we were going to get married and have the carriage and Mickey and Minnie and the beautiful trees that are outside of of the swan. And so that was how we kind of came about what we were doing.
0: Got it. And did you guys add floral or decor?
1: I did. I wanted an aisle runner for the Crescent Terrace and I was having a hard time finding one. So Susan from Just Mary actually found one on Etsy and she, it was really great because she found it and it, it was a hand painted aisle runner. And so I ordered it and she let me, cause I'm like, how am I going to get this down there? That was the other thing. And she let me mail it to her. And so it's, it was there for like four months before we got married and then they brought it in and, and put it out and then rolled it back up for me. And I actually still have it.
0: Wow. That's really great. Did you guys have a theme for your wedding or was it mostly just like Disney? Because you had the carriage and you had Mickey and Minnie.
1: Yeah, it was just more of, it was kind of a Cinderella theme with blue and pink for fairy godmother. Those were kind of our colors. And then Mickey and Minnie. I really wanted to have the fairy godmother at the Swan and Dolphin, but that did not work out. These characters are different than other characters like Mickey Mm -hmm. and Minnie. And so I didn't have a enclosed space to have her at, so I wasn't able to have her, but that that was in the whole scheme of things that was I was okay with that, you know
0: That is an interesting point. I'm so glad that you brought that up. yeah. So with face
1: characters,
0: you know you have to have the backdrop, and it
1: has to be closed in because they have to stay in character and we I did talk to just Mary about finding a place to do that, but it was. It was going to be kind of, the the wedding flow wasn't going to be as as smooth, I think, because of it. So I was like, okay, that's all right. I definitely wanted Mickey and Minnie. And that was already set. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let the fairy godmother go. But it would have been perfect. I would have really liked it.
0: Now, when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects? where you focused your attention or you focused your budget?
1: Photography was big. I knew that I wanted a Magic Kingdom park shoot, and I knew that I wanted a resort shoot at the Grand Floridian. So those are two things that I I definitely wanted. I wanted the carriage, and I wanted Mickey and Minnie. And those are my things that I basically, all else I I would sacrifice in order to have those things.
0: Got it. And then what were the aspects where you were less important, where you saved your time or your money?
1: I think floral was really the big, like floral and decor. That's what I really like about Crescent Terrace. It's so pretty with the trees and and the light coming through. I really didn't have any uh, floral. And I went back and forth and back and forth because I look at pictures and I'm like, those bouquets look so pretty. But I also talked to enough people like with rose petals, if it's a windy day, they kind of blow away. So I I finally just decided that that was something that I wasn't going to uh, focus on because I thought it was pretty enough as a space. So I would save my money there to make sure I could have the other things that I wanted.
0: Got it. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? Yes. So we
1: did our Magic Kingdom Park the day before, and then on the day of, we did an Animal Kingdom park shoot. So after our park shoot at Animal Kingdom, they dropped us off at this one, and basically it was time to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like there, and Randy was there waiting for us, and you know the guests were were starting to arrive. So we we, we timed it well that there wasn't a lot of uh, downtime or waiting that type of thing, but. I'm glad that everything was running on schedule because <laughs> we, it, it was pretty close, but, um, but it was, it was nice and it was beautiful. And the horse and carriage came through and basically started the wedding up. So we had a 10 o'clock wedding and we then did um, pictures around the swan. And after that, we had lunch at, I want to say 12, 12, 12, 15, something like that. And then we were at Magic Kingdom. We took the minivans and got to Magic Kingdom around 4 p.m.
0: What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: You know, it's, that's really interesting because my favorite memory of my wedding day is when Greg and I left the wedding in the coach. That was probably the moment that I've been kind of dreaming of and thinking of, and it was just, it was perfect. It was just a perfect time. But if I'm looking at pictures, (laughs) you know, and looking at pictures of all the things, there's just no way that you can deny how striking and how fabulous the Magic Kingdom park pictures are. And so I think it's kind of funny because I love so much about the wedding. But if you look at the pictures on my wall, they're mainly our park Compared to our wedding pictures, actual wedding pictures, so I find that just so interesting.
0: Yeah, no, that's an interesting point, and maybe it will help somebody else focus their budget.
1: Yeah, because I I think that it the wedding was perfect and it was everything that we wanted. But I will tell you, those park shoots are you know they're pricey, but they're they're worth it, and the pictures that you get are really really great. And even my resort photos. I was lucky enough to get pictures with Richard at the Grand Floridian. And so, I mean, I have one of Richard and Greg and myself in front of the tree by my bed. So it's like pictures like that, that are just like kind of priceless, really.
0: Definitely. Was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected?
1: You know, there's always something that, that goes, okay. I will tell you what, what didn't go wrong. I had this great plan what I thought was just fabulous. So we had the Cinderella-themed wedding, and so I got the Cinderella Fairy Godmother Magic Wand, right? Just a little toy thing sent to me. And then I had what was supposed to be a unity candle during an outdoor wedding, which everyone told me you can't have a unity candle at an outdoor wedding. It's not going to light. And I'm like, oh, I got this covered. I have a battery-operated candle, and we're going to the wand. We're going to, you know, make our little magic, you know, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, and the light's going to come on, and it's just going to be, like, perfect. We practiced this so many times at home. It worked every time we get <laughs> we get to the wedding day. We're up there, and it will not light, and I finally just had to pick it up and turn it on, put it back down, and move on with the with the whole thing, so it was kind of, it was hilarious. We were both you know, laugh. everyone was laughing, actually, because we were trying so hard. But the beauty of it is is the pictures of it, if you look at the pictures that were taken of that point, it looks like we're doing a cake cutting instead of a unity candle because we're both facing at this little yellow candle and trying to get this wand to turn it on. And it, so I kind of use it as a, as a cake cutting photo slash unity candle that went wrong. (laughs)
0: That's interesting. Now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be?
1: The weather. And I think that's something that everybody worries about, and it's totally a valid concern. And I was very stressed about the weather. I was very stressed about a backup plan. And you know, people reassure you that, you know, it literally rains during the weddings, but it does happen, but it'll be okay. But I was really stressed about that. And I, I didn't have anything to worry about. We had a beautiful day. And, you know, we were really lucky with that. But I do say that I will see pictures of people that did have a cloudy day or a rainy day. And I think those pictures are just beautiful. And I almost think that, you know, some of them are even better than some of the bright, sunny pictures that, that you see that they have such drama and they just look so beautiful with the clouds and, and, um, and all their, even the rain, the rain can be beautiful. So I think it's something that you, if you do have bad weather, you just roll with it. You just, you just have to know that this is, you know, going to be one of the happiest days of your life and just go with it. And, that's pretty much what we decided when we got down there. Whatever happens is gonna happen and it's not gonna ruin our day.
0: That's great advice. Was there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning?
1: One of the things that I really wanted that I did not have is a dessert party. But we just couldn't fit the dessert party in the budget. So what we did was instead of having a private dessert party, we did buy tickets for everyone to go to the Happily Ever After dessert party at Magic Kingdom. And I think that was one of the better things that that we we did. It was a lot of fun. Everyone really enjoyed it. So it was something that I didn't think was going to uh, measure up because I had really big plans of what I wanted for a dessert party. And so I had to scale it down, and it actually turned out to be a great time, and everybody loved it, and the desserts were really good. And so that's one thing that even if you can't have, you know, what you, you think is going to be the perfect thing, there are a lot of options out there to, to have something similar. And I think that it's, it's something to, to look into for people because we had a great time.
0: That's great advice. Can you tell me more about the cake tasting that you did when you went down to plan before your wedding?
1: I had already decided that I wanted a cake from the Boardwalk Bakery, but it was only going to be just a few of us. And so I got a mini cake. So it's a little two-tiered mini cake from the Boardwalk Bakery. And so all I did was I called them ahead of time and I ordered the chocolate cake with the gray stuff filling on the bottom and marble cake with, it was a peanut butter cup frosting on the top. And we just went and picked it up, and we literally sat outside of the Boardwalk Bakery and ate the the little mini cake. And we really decided that we really liked the chocolate cake, and we loved the filling. So we so that's how we did it. We we kind of um, we didn't like the marble cake, which I thought we would. So we were able to kind of decide. A little bit. It's not an official cake testing, you know, where you get all sorts of flavors. But but we did pick the ones that we thought we would like, and it was delicious, and it was also delicious a year later
0: when we had it for our wedding. <laughs> I am so thrilled to hear you say this because for years I had in the old version of my wedding's guide a thing about how if you're escape and you can't do a cake tasting, you can go to the bakery that's going to make your cake for your escape wedding and order a mini cake or a cake and try everything. And I finally took it out because I thought, nobody's doing this. I've not heard anybody do this. And now I've heard of somebody who did this. It did.
1: And, you know, it was fun. And, and the people there, that the baker came out and talked to us and you know, it, it was really fun and people love weddings, you know, especially people make cakes for living. And so they were really fun, they were really great and it was it was a great experience and everyone talks about how great Disney cakes are and I just wanted I just wanted to know and it was delicious and both times it was delicious.
0: That leads me to another question because Boardwalk Bakery does not deliver to the Swan and Dolphin. And usually what weddings at Swan and Dolphin do is they use an outside vendor or the Swan and Dolphin catering team makes the cake. So how did you coordinate that, having a cake made by Boardwalk Bakery for your Swan and Dolphin wedding?
1: Yes, that is a good question. So they would not deliver. So I had a couple options. I could um, have it delivered to my room because I was staying at the Boardwalk Hotel. So I could have it delivered there, but then I still have to get it to the Swan, or I could have someone pick it up. They didn't really recommend it, and they 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 didn't like the idea of it, just because if they drop it, right? Whoever you have come and get it. But I guaranteed them that my sister in law was not going to let anything happen to it, and so that's what we did. We had to have someone go and pick it up for us, and then bring it to. This one, and we were kind enough. Uh, Garden Grove was really great. I, I have nothing but great things to say about them. They kept our cake for us until the end, and, or actually, they kept it for us during the ceremony, and then brought it out and put it on a cake table for us, right next to our table, and um, so it was kind of displayed the whole time, and it was it was
0: lovely. Wow, that's really great because like Disney restaurants will not accept a cake made by a non-Disney bakery. So that's wonderful that Swan and Dolphin was okay with that.
1: And I was, you know, I was surprised because they make cakes there, you know, and, and I could have had my cake made by them. But yes, they, they said yes, and it was, it was a nice touch.
0: So do you have any tips for those who might be considering a Swan and Dolphin event or are just looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale Weddings?
1: I think that things are, are a little better now and easier now to compare venues. And I think that's what you really have to do. You really need to talk to people and you need to compare. So now it's a little easier to compare your venues because you can talk to Disney Fairytale Weddings about an escape package at 10 months. You can talk with, um, you can actually book at this Swan, I believe at 12 months. That's what they're doing now. I was able to do it at 18 months, which made it even easier, but you can actually look around. You can you can compare and and get the best option for you. And I think that um, for me, the Swan was a great option, and it worked really well. And I was able to have everything I wanted and and more. Actually, more than I even thought I wanted when I started this journey. So it was it was a great option. But I do know that there are other options in the area. Characters in Flight is another one that has weddings and there are other options.
0: Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day?
1: I have an Instagram account. It's brendarella2017.
0: Okay, great. And I will also get some photos from you and put them in a slideshow in the post for this episode on disneyweddingpodcast.com. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at the Swan and Dolphin, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.